welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Now, I want you just to imagine a home in Scarborough, maybe in the borough of Scarborough. Pick any kind of home, might be a flat, might be one of those multi-level buildings that we seem to have plenty of in Scarborough, whatever. Just imagine a home right now. And then in that home are a family. And I call them a family, but it could be a group of adults living together, but they're living together. It might be more of what you would consider traditional family, a couple of parents and some children and a dog. Maybe it's uh, one parent on their own with a lot of children. But just picture your home and a family right now. And I'm going to just paint a little bit of extra details on that picture that you've got there. Um, now this is not, when we're talking about this family, I'm not talking about a family that's hugely dysfunctional or broken. It's just normal. And you look into this family, and they're doing okay. Now there are many struggling families in this town as well, but this one wouldn't be in that category. But when you look a bit closer, you notice that very often they're all in a different room. The teenagers are on Pinterest or Instagram. Granny's on Facebook. Dad's in the lounge with a beer watching sport. This is real typecasting now. Who knows where mum's got to. And the children are playing on their handhelds. They're all apart. They probably eat at different times. You notice there's quite a bit of friction between them. There's often a bit of snapping and shouting. No, they love one another. One of the kids is struggling with homework, but gives up, doesn't bother to ask for any help. But it's okay. Let's go away from that home. And come back a while later. This might not exactly fit your group of people, but that's okay. I'm just highlighting a few things. This time you notice they seem to be eating together sometimes. Now, I don't remember them ever doing that when I saw them before. They sat as a table at a group and, and they're talking. There's still some family arguments that happen. Let's, let's be real. You know, that's still happening. And they still use the social media. But you also notice them perhaps playing a game together. And then they're out in the garden playing a game. The kids are all playing together. Or, or maybe, I don't know, Dad has a bath with the boys and there's water everywhere and the mother walks in and goes, there's more water on the floor than in the bath. But whereas before that would have been moaning, there's a bit of a smile. And there's something that's changed in that family. And then as you watch them a little bit more, you realise that there's a lot more people in this family now. People that don't live in the house, but it seems like they're there. They have meals with those people as well. And uh, 
and they disappear off together and meet up in other places together. Some are even planning a, a holiday together. What's happened? Well, I want to say that this is the part of the Lord's Prayer that is your kingdom come. I've just despiritualized it for a minute. Because sometimes when we pray, your kingdom come, we imagine big bright lights descending from heaven and the presence of God so powerful everybody's in the, on their faces. That is your kingdom come. But if that's all that happens in a building like this, I don't really think that's what God intended. When I was reading through those sheets, my excitement was, there's no sense of your kingdom come means we just have great meetings. Once upon a time, that's exactly what it would have meant. But we know that your kingdom come must mean that people's lives in this town, this borough, change. I just tried to show an ordinary family and still an ordinary family. But something about the kingdom being manifest in that family is changing and even creating community within those people living together. It's not that they're perfect. Your family's not perfect. But something happens when that kingdom is manifest. The word kingdom in the Greek, because that's what it was originally written in, that scripture... You can find it in Luke 11 if you want to look it up. It's when Jesus answers the disciples' request to teach them to pray. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It's interesting, right at the beginning of that prayer, he doesn't say, my Father. He says, our Father. It's often missed. So community is even right there at the beginning of what is really the disciples' prayer, not the Lord's prayer. It's something the Lord gives to them, but it's not really his prayer. It's a prayer he's giving to them to show them how to pray. Our Father. Our Father together. He is our Father, which is why we become family, why we become community when we know him together. Things begin to change for the better. It's not just about people turning their lives around, getting free from drugs, getting free from alcohol, getting free from uh, abuse, though it certainly is. It's about things becoming better in people's lives. And it's not just because of a supernatural power from heaven, though it is a supernatural power from heaven. It's because a group of people who know that power get to know that group of people and they start to share life together. Our Father. But the word kingdom in the Greek is basileia. And it's an interesting word. It comes up again and again and again in the New Testament. And you know how you can put different endings onto the word and it becomes a different use, but you've still got that root. You see a lot of that going on. Because Basilea can mean palace. It can be the king's palace. It certainly talks of kingdom, dominion, power, the rule and the reign of the king. You see, when we're praying, your kingdom come, it's not some remote thing in the future. It's about the power and dominion of Jesus Christ to change things happening here and now. 
that a family that was scattered to the far corners of the room is starting to spend time together and learning to do things together. That people that were having to deal with sickness and disease in their lives are beginning to receive Jesus' miraculous healing because that's also dominion and kingdom. We're a palace people. We have authority. If you were watching any of the Trooping of the Colour, you saw at one point all the, all the, all the royals come onto the, onto the balcony to do the royal waving bit. You are those people on the balcony, except that you're not a constitutional monarchy that's had all its power stripped away and you're just wealthy. You're wealthy and you still have the dominion and the power. You are princes of the king. In fact, you're kings because you are of the king of kings. And that kingly power and that kingly dominion is not just a sort of a spiritual thing that's, you know, a little bit vague. It's about seeing families working better. It's about seeing groups of adults that live together, starting to enjoy one another's company again because suspicion and mistrust is removed. Your kingdom come. If you literally transliterated the Greek... It would, sub, it would say, come kingdom you, because it's, the words in Greek are in a different order. And the, the word come, I can't really remember, it's something like eltheiu or something like that, eltheiu, come. Now come, could also, it could also mean go, go kingdom come, go kingdom. But it talks of, what's really interesting it is, is the word means to come from or to go from one place to another place. And you see, this is why it excites me. Because it's about from the kingdom to the earth. There is, just in that little one word, your kingdom come. If anybody thinks this is, oh, it's just for when Jesus comes back, you can write it out, rub it out, destroy that interpretation on that very one word, come. Jesus is saying, come now. Come at this moment. But not just a kingdom wandering in, but something very deliberate from heaven to earth. Now, a little bit earlier, you were picturing a home in Scarborough. What about if you try and imagine heaven? It doesn't look much like the home in Scarborough. It's probably not a seven-bedroom, multi-terrace thing. Right? I don't know what you picture when you picture heaven. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. We know very little about it, really, except that it's still perfect. We can look at the Garden of Eden, perhaps, and get an idea of what God thinks of as perfect that perfection of animals and plants and humanity living together and him being there with them. But it's more than that. But when you imagine heaven, one thing I'm sure you're not seeing right now is people going to a food bank. It wasn't there, was it? You don't see people ringing children's services because there are children being abused. It's not there. There's no people screaming and arguing and shouting at one another and hating one another because of being in different groups, whether it's political groups or sports groups or even denominations. It's not there, is it? Because there's shalom in heaven. Peace, God's peace. So when we pray these things, 
Did you notice when you were just imagining heaven right now? How many sick people there were? There's not. There's no disease there. Is there anybody struggling with that ill health? You see, there is one thing that's certain. We won't live in the perfection of heaven until Jesus comes back again. But in this interim gap, he tells us to pray, your kingdom come. The rule, your kingdom, his kingdom, the kingdom of God come. From there to here, the manifestation of whatever you see there in heaven is manifesting here on the earth. Now, while we're still here on the earth, there's still going to be that chasing of the enemy 35 miles down the road. There's still an enemy around at the moment, although he is thoroughly defeated. And when we show him he's defeated, he has to run from us. When we submit to God, he does flee from us. But whatever is in heaven, that's when we take our dominion and we see families change naturally and spiritually and physically. It's everything. And we work for helping people who are having to get to the food bank and we're involved in setting up food banks or giving debt advice. But also it's a time for people to be involved in changing legislation so that they're not in debt in that way. That they never need a food bank because society is learning to care and people are caring for one another. Justice is part of the gospel. If you ever doubt it, think about when somebody has been unfair and unjust to you. Did you feel loved? You don't, do you? It's unfair. You feel like, oh. And we, I parked my car yesterday. It was next to our other car. We're very blessed. We have two cars. And I noticed there was a big gouge mark down the driver's door. And I thought, no, no. That's unfair. I didn't feel loved. Justice would have been the person that did it, helped pay for it. Really, wouldn't it? That would be fair. It's not huge. It's just nasty. It's white on a black car. <laughs> but I didn't feel loved. I'm going to use it as an illustration, not to get your sympathy. <laughs> so justice is part of love. When people are treated wrongly, when people can't have access to what they should have access to, they don't feel loved. And sometimes that's where we as the church stand together with other people because we live in a, we live in a nation. And being the light in the nation doesn't just mean, I'll give you some food. It means helping to create situations where they don't need yeah, the food. Amen. Your kingdom come. And that's where I'm excited about these things that I was mentioning earlier. Preaching the word. We preach the word here. We won't compromise it. We'll try and present it in such a way that people are listening. You can preach the gospel and nobody listen to you because you're just so harsh. You're going to hell if you don't know Jesus. Repent and believe right now. Most people are not going to listen to you. Maybe they want to read the book that is your life first to see if what you're talking about has any relevance and has any realistic 
means of changing their life. This is a church that is fully charismatic, like your washing machine. I can just see it on a label above the washing machine. This washing machine is fully charismatic. Don't know what that means, but it probably dances around the kitchen waving its arms in the air. We did have one like that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. (laughs) It was just charismatic. It danced to his own tune. (laughs) It is a spiritual church. We, We want to hear what the Spirit is doing and follow him. We have things planned. This, we had things planned. And we went away from the plan because of what the Spirit was doing amongst us. We're not so dry. We're not so... We're not so into the word that we're all dried up like hard biscuits. But neither we are so into the things of the Spirit that we just explode. Dynamis is the power of the Spirit. It's where we get our word dynamite from. But dynamite is dangerous. Well, we are dangerous, but we don't just want to explode everywhere. Then God has been showing us how to be community. And community churches sprung up all over this nation. How many churches do you know have got the word community in their name? It was a revelation from God for a, for a season. Scarborough Community Church. I can hear it now. It's great. But the thing is, it forget, it, you can get so absorbed in your community, this is my community, <laughs> that you forget that there's some other people out there. You're getting really embarrassed right yes. now. It's eye time. <laughs> <laughs> But you can get so focused on the community. Yes, Let's can. do stuff together yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Never. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Forget that lot. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can be so focused on community that you forget that we're here to be the light of the world. Yeah. We're here to make disciples. Amen. You remember what uh, Stu said. He reminded us that, again, it's useful to look at the Greek. It's not go and make disciples, it's as you go, make. The emphasis is on the word make. In the lives that you lead, make disciples. Teach people what it is to follow the way. How do you follow the way? How do you teach people to follow the way? Well, you say like St. Paul did, imitate me. Copy me. And they start to copy you, and they start to follow you, and they start to want to know more. And that kingdom will come into their lives and into their family as they change their minds and realize that God loves them and he's there for them and he wants a restored relationship with them. You see, you can come to God through reason and that's good. But also many people out there now want to come to know God that it works that it makes a difference. They want to see that group of people or that family group that they do have meals together, that they do invite others into their home and seem to enjoy it. They do do things together. There's something different about them. They're happier. They're more at peace. When... You see, you were praying for us as we go to Italy that we would take what God's doing here. Because God's moving here. It's not perfect. I wish it was. 
kingdom to come in everyone's lives here especially those who are not well right now and screaming out saying look look at this look at this and you're thinking it's not right your kingdom come your kingdom come your kingdom come reaching into heaven that word come it means something is transferred from here to here so reach into heaven for the good health and release that health Through many troubles, toils and snares, I have already come, we sung in that song. They'll still be them. And some of them will be heartbreaking. Sorry. That's the world we live in. You will have trouble in this world. Because it's not heaven yet. But I know that I have that dominion, that power, to see things change. And I know that as community comes together and believes together and stands together it's like that authority together has greater effect around see when uh, Peter wrote you are a royal priesthood he was using that same Basilea word you are a palace people you are a people sent from the throne room of God you are royal priests you are kings and you are priests you are priests that minister the truth of God you release the spirit of God but you are kings that have authority to do so and the enemy knows that when we submit to God we're submitting to what he says about us so if he says to Teresa you my daughter are a king you have power you have authority. Teresa then has a choice to think, yeah, I don't really feel like that. Or she can think, yes. That's the choice, really. If I come over to Anne here, God says to her, Anne, you have power and dominion. You're my royal priest. She can choose to think, I'm not sure I always feel like that. Because she doesn't. Because she's normal. <laughs> or she can just say yes you see and God speaks that over all of us Michelle God says to you you are a royal priest you have power you have authority you have dominion and she's already saying yes Interesting, hasn't it? It's just, yes. The doubts will be there. They'll always be there. They're always there. Oh, I don't know, I messed all that up. Yeah, you did. But you're still a royal priest. You're still a royal priest. You're still a royal priest. Wherever you are, wherever you go, as you're walking on the streets, in a strange uniform with yellow. You have authority and dominion. And Karina is in her family with her daughters and everybody else at home. She's a royal priest. She has authority. She has dominion. It's not about bossing around because if you go and have a look at heaven for a minute again, can you see anyone just bossing others around? No, that would be abuse. So authority is not abusive. 
authority is just knowing the position you have and the power that you have and using it. Your kingdom come. That family changes from that one to that one. The alcoholic gets free from alcohol. The addict gets free from addiction. The abuser is free from being abusive. The person being abused is no longer in a place of being abused. People that have been through these things receive kingdom healing. That it's no longer a chain of things that they have to drag around. But becomes a strength and a foundation. That happened to me this is what God did. Everyone in this room has a measure of a story of things that have happened. Some people's stories are more heartbreaking and heart-wrenching than others. But all of them are things which go down here and we can stand on. And they become our strength, not our chain. Because the devil belongs under our feet. Amen. And all the works of the devil belong under our feet. That's right. So there's something that we stand on and we stand taller. And it becomes part of our story and our journey that gives glory to God. I went through this, but God did this. God is doing this. And this is where I am now. I was someone, this might be your story, it's not my story. I was someone that used to self-harm might be your story. I self-harm even when I was in the church. But I went on this journey with God and I'm free from that. It doesn't happen anymore. It's under my feet. I now stand on that. And you can talk to somebody else that's in that same place and you can say, with genuineness, I understand it becomes a strength. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And if you want to know what that will is, if you want to know what that kingdom is, look into heaven. If it's not there, take authority. And submit to God resist the enemy and he will flee from us we're in a great moment as church so you need to be ready to stand in what you have don't think oh everything's great now it will be fine oh no this will be the moment when there will be situations to take you away from being together that's what the enemy does he splits people off diverts them off now more than ever is the time to say your kingdom come Lord your will be done I am part of this family this body that God has put me in and by the grace of God that's where I will stand and I will fight for my brothers and my sisters and I will stand with them together to see a town to see a borough to see a nation and even the nations change because that is the call upon us
That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. And that's what we will do together. And in those circumstances, there'll be things that we go through, which will be the toils. That, what's it? Amazing. I can't remember the word. Through many toils and snares and troubles and everything that I've been through in that song. Yes, that's going to happen. There will be tough things that we go through. That the enemy would seek to use those circumstances to destroy God's work. But he will not succeed. There were times when we were crying together. There will be times when we'll be full of sadness together. But there will be times when we stand tall. And these will be the most common times. And there are times when we are full of the joy of the Lord. For he will comfort us. And he will cause us to stand when we thought we never could again. Because in this day, amongst us, something very special is happening. And we're all part of it. Let's keep praying. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Remember heaven, that word come it means something has got to come from somewhere to somewhere from heaven to earth one final thing and I finish we've stepped back in to where we were talking about probably last September by going back to the Lord's Prayer do you remember the next bits Jesus continues to teach about prayer and in that is the story of the man that knocks on the door to get his friend away late at night so that he can get some bread. Go read it in Luke 11 if you don't quite remember it. It's a powerful story. And there's that great line. We should have it on the wall, really. We must get it on the wall somewhere. Where Jesus teaches, yet... Like the guy knocking on the door and not giving up. Yet, says Jesus, when you're wanting something in prayer, when you're praying your kingdom come, because he's only just taught it. So he's not saying, recite the Lord's Prayer and everything will be well. This is about a tenacity. Yet, he says, because of your shameless audacity, you will receive what you have asked for. Shameless. Refuse to be covered in shame anymore because Jesus has dealt with it. And that word audacity, it's boldness, but it's kind of a cheeky boldness. It's kind of a, you can actually translate it recklessness. It's like, I'm going to pray for that anyway. And I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for that. And 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 I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to keep praying for that. I'm going to keep asking. 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 God hasn't answered your prayer. Then I'm going to keep asking. Then I'm going to keep asking. Then I'm going to keep asking. Then I'm going to keep knocking. 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 Are you getting the picture of shameless audacity? I missed out seeking as well. So, you know, getting a bit of seeking in between the asking and the knocking. Ask, seek, knock, and it will be given to you. That's the promise. That's what we will do. A shameless audacity. You can't keep praying for that. It's obviously not God's will. 
It is God's will. It's not in heaven. I'm having it here. Ask, 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 ask. Seek, 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 seek. Knock, 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 knock. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done. Whether you're speaking about healing or salvation or financial need or anything else, it's like, that's not in heaven. That, uh, that, that terrible situation that family next door are living through, I'm not having it. Ask, 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 seek, 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 knock, 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 knock. I'm not giving up. Oh, you're embarrassing, you are. Give up, will you? I don't care that it's embarrassing, I'm shameless. <laughs> I am going to keep going. And I will not allow the things that don't seem to work to stop me from asking, 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 seeking, 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 knocking, 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 asking, 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 seeking, 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 knocking, 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 knocking. Now there will be times in your life when you run out of the physical energy to keep asking and seeking and knocking. What happens then? You've got a whole bunch of friends to do it for you. That's why we're in community. There are just times when you can't. If you think I'm wrong, just think, what are you doing when you're in a coma? You better need some friends. But there's lots of situations you can end up in. Not through lack of faith, not because you don't believe, not because you're not a Christian properly, but just because you're too exhausted because of the situation. That's when the community says, right, come on, let's stand together. Your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And let's be bold and not afraid of these things. That's what shameless audacity is. If someone's not well, ask them how they are. If you don't know, then you can't ask. But if you know, ask them, how are you? Not in a way that leaves them feeling like, oh, but in a way that you can encourage them. Well, I'll keep praying. I'll keep seeking. I'll keep knocking. Just know this, my friend. Maybe it's a friend in financial need. I don't have the way to help you at the moment, but know this. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep knocking. Oh, I have got a tenner here. I don't know if I can help you at the moment. Can I look after your kids? Can I give you a lift somewhere? Because that's part of the asking and the seeking knocking. It's certainly part of the your kingdom come. And if you're in the position of thinking, I'm not sure people are doing that for me, then do it for others. Because as you sow, you will reap. And as we sow this kind of culture together, we will reap mightily from this culture together. But there will always be some that are doing it before others. There's always pioneers. Well, we're pioneers. We are at the edge of something new of God. We're leaping off the cliff. And we're all falling through the air, wondering what's going to happen next. Well, we'll either be on a big pile of rocks dead at the bottom or it'll be revived while I'll let you choose. But I know there's going to be a father there with hands to catch. But I'm still jumping. You jump in with me. Let's do it then. Father, your kingdom come. Shameless audacity 
refuses to give up. And even if we're too weak, we got this lot to help. Amen. Well, be blessed. Thank you for praying for us. We will enjoy our trip to Italy. Uh, we've actually got next weekend off. We'll be in Venice. Yeah, I know. It was really sad. The ministry that we were supposed to be doing next weekend got cancelled. Yeah, give me an R. Give me a bigger R. Thank you. And it's our 30th wedding anniversary this year. I know. Amazing, isn't it? That's grace. <laughs> On both our behalves. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's mine. Um, yeah, so we got the weekend off all of a sudden, and I thought, well, we're in Italy, and my wife has always wanted to go to Venice. And that is a great place, I think, to go for a wedding anniversary. And I actually happened to have a voucher for a free night in a Hilton hotel. Well, the Hilton Hotel in the centre of Venice is probably one of the most Hilton expensive hotels in the world. But I have a voucher for a free night. So I chose that one. (laughs) And I just got an email this week to say, Dear sir, we're upgrading you to an executive suite. (laughs) So, praise God, we'll have a great time. But we're going to have a great time in ministry first. But isn't it good as you go to give? And we thought we'd be working all next weekend as well. We've suddenly got a weekend in Venice. God is good. So be blessed, everybody. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.